Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff? You are Jeff. Oh, okay. I'm Jake. Confident in that one today. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. How are you? I just, I'm good. I'm good. Mm. Oh, I got into a got yeah. into a back and forth with my dad this morning. Oh. So it's it's all good. Yeah. It's which is not a way to start my morning. Politics? No. Oh, that's not good either. No. I'm sorry. Politics, I can usually just leave. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm not going to get into it. Right, but right. It's, uh, it, it's it was just, spicy. It was just not a great way to start my morning. Yeah. And uh, my sister being home. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Just, it's, in, I mean, it's just, it's, I, <laughs> I love my sister, but it's it just, it's a, ma- it's a major change in dynamic. Is she there? Yeah. I mean, oh, okay. Yeah. She, yeah she's okay. at my parents. Yeah. That'll do that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Right. I'm not. I I'm not staying there. Like oh, right? okay, gotcha. So, but it's like the room there still has all my shit in it, and now we're splitting the uh, the storage unit that I have, which is a small storage unit for my stuff. Now it's mm. trying to find room for her stuff in my storage unit because we're splitting the storage unit. We're splitting <laughs> the 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 areas that my parents that right. have storage for the room. So it's just. All of a sudden, I had space, and now I have like none of it. Right. So it, right. that's that's um, a bit stressful. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just 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 a lot going on. Dang. Work is work is weird. My 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 the head manager is taking uh, his vacation next week, and then the number two manager is out with. Uh, his dad contracted COVID and he's like, he's taking his, he's taking care of his dad because his dad has, has been in and out of the hospital and his dad contracted COVID at the hospital. Mm. And so, I mean, there's, there, I haven't had any contact with this guy since he could have been exposed to right. it. So I'm okay. Like, you're no, old. Like, we know you're the Adonis alpha male <laughs> and you can I just, can't contract COVID it, runs from you. Apparently dude. I cannot contract it because there's you no, tried. I tried. I did my best. Um, oh man so he's out next he's out for the next two weeks so we literally have like in everybody calls in sick at fisherman so we're just really understaffed and we took in this i've been sending you a few pictures of a couple different guns we yeah, took yeah, in yeah. this like a state of like 150 firearms yeah and we so we're selling all those but they're not available until the 15th well ever all these other people all these gun collectors and stuff have been coming in and they've all been putting their names on all these different guns so they're all going to come in on this same basically on the same couple days to pick these guns right. up and we're already going to be shorthanded so it's just there's just a convergence of of uh, of shit. Yeah, that's apparently. Going on. And I just want to go on a hike. Yeah, dude. Oh, my sister and I went and did Eagle Creek. Um, oh, on Monday. Okay. We only did we only did the first few miles at the Punchbowl Falls, so it was right. like only a five mile round trip, but it was gorgeous. I've yeah. never been on Eagle. I've never been to Eagle Creek, and it was uh, and that was where that big fire was a couple years ago. Right. And I I was expecting it to be far more burnt than it was and you could definitely see where damage you know the damage but it's it was still just it's a really pretty hike you see those landslides dude i did not see them but did you see about them on the news Mm-mm. you haven't uh-uh. oh man out on 84 there's some massive like landslides really and like a woman was like buried under it they, they're trying to find her oh shit yeah was she hiking? And then no, she was driving. I guess on the on the on eighty four mm. and her, or somewhere, and her husband was driving behind her and just took her. Oh my god! And it was so dark. She was ahead. He didn't see which direction she went. And like, dude, it's gnarly. But someone was saying that I don't know if this is true, but someone was saying you know after all that, all that burnt, you know, mm-hmm. there's nothing really holding the soil. So when all that, there's two days of gnarly rain, mm-hmm. just yeah. I can imagine. You haven't seen the pictures of 84, what it did? I haven't. Dude, I'm going to pull them up real okay. quick because it is. Well, because I was there Monday right before the rain started. so like, Yeah, it happened at like midnight on Monday or really? something. Yeah. Crazy. You got to be careful out there, dude. Yeah, my dad was telling me. He's like, he was going to, he's like, oh, it's going to be landslides. Like, don't go out there. And I'm like, you're just being crazy. Well, apparently he wasn't. No. So I mean, I'm, he is, but. <laughs> for like, here's just some pictures of it i'll try oh to find i'll try to find the aerial shot it's it's insane yeah here here's uh oh, that's a video okay here's here we go this is uh this is 84 eastbound 
Oh, Jesus. Yeah, dude. It was gnarly. And that's right, but that looks like right by the Ainsworth exit. That's something like that. I don't Mm. know. But like I said, my driver lives out in the Dalles, and he, so there were, I guess there was a landslide on Washington side too. So he couldn't take 14 all the way out there. He had to take it to Bridge of the Gods, which is past that landslide, Mm -hmm. and then drive over. Oh, if that was on the other side of Bridge of the Gods, then it wouldn't have been Ainsworth. But right. anyway, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Be careful. I will. Especially when it's raining. Dude, the rain was brutal. Dude. It, it was, was brutal. It was a storm, mm-hmm. dude. And I was thinking, hey, lovely, welcome to the Pacific Northwest. Well, at least it, it should. We got through the worst of it, at least for now. Yeah. It's I supposed mean, to dry out. It is what it is. When mm-hmm. she gets here, she's going to see storms. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> You're coming in January. Yeah, she's coming in January. Yeah, so. right, right. Um, speaking of leave, I'm taking five weeks of leave at work. Okay, yeah, as you were saying that, and it's awesome that Washington has... Um, nope. No, Washington doesn't? Washington does, but I don't get it because I work in Oregon. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so Oregon's doing it, mm-hmm. but they're paying into it right now. Okay. So what what you're talking about is this FMLA like state funded wages for mm-hmm. FMLA. Um, when Jen had her surgery, she works in the state of Washington. She's paid into it. So when she had her surgery and she was on FMLA leave, she applied through the state to get. It's it's essentially like an unemployment mm-hmm. for when you're gone. But that's what it was paid for is for families who need that during a family medical leave. Mm-hmm. It's an awesome program. Awesome, uh, you know, it's just awesome to have that, and yeah, I don't get it. Sounds like socialism to me. But. Yeah, I know it is totally socialism. Um, <laughs> but no, I don't get it. But anyway, so Oregon's going to develop that; they're paying into it now, and then I think either next year or within the next few years, they'll continue paying into it, but mm-hmm. they'll be able they'll, to start it. Yeah, be able to start giving it out. Okay. Um, but it's it's been, it's been an all. Jen's going to apply again for her leave, mm-hmm. um, which is great. Uh, we've saved up some money for for me to take that leave. Um, when she gets here, it's. You know, it's going to be a lot. We toured her school the other day. Um, we got her set up with a therapist. We got her doctor's appointment. She's got a, you know, all we got all these like business things to do. But then, you know, someone was asking me, like, what are you guys going to do for fun when she gets here? And I want to show her the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. You know, she hasn't, a- she hasn't seen snow like on the levels that we have. Mm-hmm. She hasn't seen mountains and hills and. Because Texas is flat and gross, dude. Yeah. So that's kind of my goal is, is to show her around. And yeah. Take it, her up to Coldwater Lake. That's where I was on Sunday. Where's um, that? It's on St. Helens. But the road is completely clear right now. It's a okay. super easy trail. It just goes along the side of the lake. Coldwater Lake? Coldwater Lake. Text me that or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean... I'm taking five weeks off, and, and, dude, it's so funny. Everyone's like, no, you're going to be gone for five weeks. And I was like, yeah, dude, sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's going to be an amazing five weeks. Uh, It's going to it's gonna fly by. Mm-hmm. The cool thing also is that, like, she's going to start school during that time, and I'm also going to start school during that time. Oh. So my goal is just to just blast through it and get ahead as much as i can Mm -hmm. so then when i do go back to work i'm i'm ahead of the game we'll see Mm -hmm. freaking two more semesters dude (laughs) right yeah tell me about uh tell me about how you're feeling uh about donald j trump well nobody does uh impeachments like him everybody everybody's saying it he's literally the best nobody nobody has done it like that and uh you know, they're all saying it. Everybody's saying it. And yeah, uh, the guy's a loser. <laughs> he's just a loser. He is I, don't, a loser. I don't know what el- how else to, to, to describe him at this point. I mean, he's he he's a loser. Uh, yeah. t- uh, Ted Cruz and his enablers are human piles of garbage. <gasps> Donald Trump is just a lo- is just a loser. I'm so glad you brought up Ted Cruz. Yeah. Why? On Twitter last night, Ted Cruz hashtag Ted Cruz is the type of guy who Nice. So I, I screen cap some of these because they're really good. Okay, I want to hear them. Okay, I just screen cap three. Ted Cruz is the guy who have you? You haven't seen the Princess Bride, have you? No. You're the worst. So for our listeners who enjoy great films, <laughs> Ted Cruz is the guy type of guy who quotes the Princess Bride, but knows about a knows as much about love as a piece of cheese knows about gymnastics. 
Yeah, I don't get that. It's a love story, Jake. Okay. <laughs> ah, 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 there you ah, go. Ah. Uh, these two are my favorites. Okay. Okay. Ted Cruz is the type of guy who puts groceries he decides not to buy back in the wrong place. Y- yes. Yes, I can see. I can definitely see that. Oh, I hate that. I, 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 I've done it recently, and I it's just the guilt stays with me till i as walk you should. out the as door. someone who works retail i hate those people. I, I worked retail i hate it i hated it as i walked down uh i was in safeway last night and i was walking down an aisle and i saw just a random bag of doritos in with the spices and i'm like really just really mm-hmm. <laughs> like it took you more work to find a place to set to those it, yep. than it would have been for you to walk two aisles over and put them back yeah anyway i worked at target for a few years and that working there taught me this lesson of like, just put it back, dude. Mm-hmm. It's such a hassle. Like you have a card of putbacks that someone now has to go through. Like, yeah, gross. Um, so that, and then my favorite, similar to that, is Ted is Ted Cruz is the type of guy who doesn't return the shopping cart. He's also that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely the guy that looks at the uh, shopping cart like corral. That's three. That, that's like. Just only three spots over and just goes, nope, and just leaves it either blocking a parking spot or is the guy that he may be the guy who pops it up and puts the front wheels on on the curb. Yeah. But then just leaves it there. Or if there's a sidewalk, he's the guy who like takes the time to maneuver the two front wheels in the crack of the sidewalk. Ah, yes. Instead of just walking it. Mm -hmm. He spends the time to get it in the crack. Oh man, he's also the kind of guy that walks around metal detectors because there's a they're a violation of his uh, supposed amendment, First Amendment rights. I don't know. I'm so tired of these people quoting the Constitution and they've clearly never read it. And how and I I don't even know how many of our elected officials have read that damn that damn thing. I mean, I'm just tired. I I'm I'm exhausted too. <laughs> it's. Did you see that thing with that uh, that uh, QAnon uh, chick from uh, South Carolina? She's the congresswoman who um, was elected, Marjorie Taylor so, Greene. I don't know what's going on. So she's going to file impeachment papers against oh, Biden. Oh, okay. Uh, the, his first day he's in office. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you see the quote that I sent along with I that? I read it. I was at work. Okay. So QAnon linked congresswoman to file impeachment articles against Biden. Um, here's a quote that I, that she gave to Newsmax, which is a, you know, phenomenal, really Mm -hmm. reputable magazine. I can't imagine people in this country being so fearful of the future of a Biden presidency that they may be willing to commit violence like they did in the Capitol here in Washington, DC. So she's basically excusing their actions because they were fearful of, of what a future of a future Biden presidency looks like that she's justifying their actions because they're so fearful the the Trump those people are so fearful that it's okay that they acted in the way that they did right they're fearful because of people like you spreading lies like that's, that's why, why they're, they're afraid that's why they're afraid and uh, and then she was on the Senate she was on the House floor yesterday mm-hmm. talking she was giving a speech on the House floor wearing a mask that said censored. Like the irony, you're literally speaking, which is the antithesis of being censored. If you were really being censored, Congresswoman Taylor Green, you wouldn't be talking. Like, I just, these people are, re- they're such clowns. I, oh my God. I, the mob rules the party now. Yeah. Jamie Herrera Butler's speech was all right. It was all right. I like that she mentioned she's talking about fear. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. Because that is the issue. Mm-hmm. If she's going to argue that fear is why people behave this way, and Jamie's r- speaking on how important it is to move away from these fearful tactics or fear in general, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I appreciate that a little bit. I wonder how. She was low key pretty sassy towards the president, too. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. I wonder how she would feel or what she would have said if she wasn't there. But we'll never know, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> she was. She was there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a lot of hate going out towards her right now. Oh, dude, it's brutal. The Clark County Republican Women's it. Caucus or something like that. I love it. It's just the shit that they're saying. I'm like, Jesus, how can you back this president after all that's happened? Dude, they're getting so exposed, and that's why I mean I love it. Obviously, I don't want you know Jamie to get harassed like that or anyone in, in – I mean – there's a level of there's a way in which you you approach your representatives mm-hmm. right, and dude, they all just like, and I'm not saying not all that's generalizing, you know, but mm-hmm. there's a majority of regardless of who it was would have voted red, right? Yeah, and so for this person to just to just have a threshold and say no, that's enough, mm-hmm. and turn. On the president, everyone who was just like, I'm voting red because, red, you know, Republicans support Trump. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Well, that's the thing. Like, yes, there's a person in our group chat that was like, oh, just they're just puppets for the Democrats. Yeah. It's like these people have voted like 90 plus percent with the president. I mean, it's yeah. like they're not puppets of the Democrats. Like they're, they're thinking for themselves. Yeah. Which is the exact same thing that they say that they do. Right. Like, like, oh, do your own research. Yeah. Like, I think for myself. Like, clearly you don't. You Trump thinks for you, and then you just parrot him. Yep. I, uh, one thing I noticed, I was staying on JHB for a second. Um, do you know, I just noticed that she wore, uh, she's, she wore purple. She had, like, a purple scarf, yeah. and she wore purple. I wonder if that is symbolic of... Red and blue. Of yeah, mm. like basically trying to come together and symbolic of both of Clark County and the Washington Third, which is a very mixed right. uh, district in terms of political ideology. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's a thing because I think I think they're ha- like Nancy Pelosi sp- specifically wore black when they impeached the president the first time, right? And I, I think that I, I wonder if there if some especially women Congress people because there's always you always see like the power red or the power like the right the, the bright blue that that men always wear and i wonder if women or women congress they have to be thinking about that stuff are are using colors and their in their professional attire I, I think signal. about the the messaging of the of everything right mm-hmm. so what are these people wearing and their words because even if their words are just for show or whatever just parroting the president, whatever the words may be. I think of just from a historian's point of view, researching about this time and reading Jamie Herrera Butler's speech. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and using that as evidence for something or so I know that so much goes into their speeches and their writings and their arguments. Mm-hmm. Um, but symbolically congressmen or congresswomen wearing things specifically to to symbolize something i think that i do think that that thought goes into it yeah it has to mm-hmm. it has to yeah it has to you'd, yeah you you think and then getting to the point you're bringing up about fear yeah uh i'm i'm frustrated that democrats are doing some democrats are doing the same thing i have to be we have to be careful mm-hmm. these days and age because there is when you say republicans because obviously not all republicans support the president that's become that's become very clear in the last uh, last week and a half when um, you know we had 10 House Republicans vote to impeach the president yesterday, which is the most that a president's party has ever voted on impeachment. Against? Yeah, have ever serious? voted against him. Yeah. Whoa. So that's the most bipartisan impeachment in our country's history, mm-hmm. furthering the narrative that nobody does impeachments like Donald Trump. Right. And... Uh, Anyway, uh, you've got uh, you have Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Uh, she was on the airwaves yesterday, saying that she was fearful during the the Capitol riots that her Republican colleagues were going to lead the mob to her. Now, my question is: mm-hmm. If you truly believe that, and you felt that about your colleagues on the Hill, you should name them specific, like which ones specifically, right? Uh, you should turn over any evidence you have of that to authorities. Right. And why did you wait a week to say that? To say that. I feel like that is very divisive. For that sure. is an insane allegation. Mm-hmm. And one that we would, if if Trump or his oh, minions yeah. had lev- have levied it, 
we would have been very critical of, especially absent of any evidence. Hell yeah. I, th- I feel like that should be condemned. But because of where we are right now, nobody wants to tell AOC. Nobody in her own party want to, wants to tell AOC, hey, to calm that down. Although they should, and I'm mad that they're not. Yeah. Because it's makes, it makes it hard to then defend Democrats to people who just see things in black and white. Right. See our group message. Yes. To then be like, no, see, like... the. Um, there isn't a double standard because you have to try to prove that there isn't a double standard because it seems like most people are more mad about the double standard than the actual like, breaching of our capital. Yeah, right. The fact that our capital fell is secondary to the fact that well, well, the Democrats have been doing this for years. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can. Can't you be mad about both things equally? Like, stop being. I just Republicans are being censored. Why are you more mad about that? Than the people who breached our capital, right, right. It's it's almost like it's it, it happened, right? Next, moving on. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Can't we stay on uh, that for more than a week, dude? No. Apparently not. No. Which is crazy. I mean, if you watch the footage of it, dude, they're literally like combating and fighting police to get through. No, they found handcuffs on a bunch of them. They were planning on the the ones. Some of them that got oh, in there the were one dude had zip ties. Yeah, the yeah. flex cuffs. They were going to take hostage our elected officials. And they were specifically going in there to take to take them hostage. Who Antifa? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Trump supporters because they wanted to stop the steal. Dude, they genuinely believe that it was Antifa. I know there are people who believe that and there's no evidence to support that claim, but there's no evidence to support any claim. Any that claim. Made yeah. Any of, of, of election fraud. or anything. Yeah. I mean, and these people who have been arrested, they've literally tied them to QAnon groups and far right groups. Mm-hmm. And, but, oh, yeah. but they're Antifa. All the ones that have been arrested are like dudes who don't even try to hide the fact that right. they that they're part of these groups. Yeah. All the big figures and all the the pictures you see, mm-hmm. those are all Trump supporters. Oh yeah, a lot of <laughs> cops and a lot of uh, military members too. Oh are really? Getting, are getting uh, military members are getting court-martialed, cops are getting fired. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, they're they're doing everything they can to track these people down. Have you seen some of the videos of uh, these guys getting arrested as they're getting off planes in their hometown? I think that some of them have been. I don't know. People are questioning some of these videos. Okay. And so I've done, I did, you know, uh, CJ shared some to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and one was like a dude like claiming like, uh, I can't remember what video it was specifically, but in the airport, nobody's wearing masks. So that questions, that makes me question the timing of it. Mm. Right. Yeah. But that is, but I do hear that there are videos of people being arrested or stopped when they're getting off planes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just. I'm questioning a little bit some of the videos because okay. that makes sense. You're right because, but there are states that aren't enforcing true, masks. True. So if these guys landed in Texas, it's not. I mean, Texas is they're enforcing masks. Are they? Uh, everyone was wearing I, a mask. Oh, I guess you you've been there. So yeah. You know. Dallas. Everyone was wearing a mask. Really? Um. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that's a big ass airport. Yeah, that's so. a major, major, major city. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, back to AOC. And then there's another there was another Democratic <laughs> Congresswoman who I cannot remember her name, uh-huh. but she said that um, she saw her Republican colleagues giving uh, tours to sketchy looking people the day before the riots and then has now claimed that she felt that they were um, giving roadmaps to the rioters ahead of time. I'm like, that... How, people, Congress people give tours to people from their hometowns when they visit D.C. You can call Jamie Herrera Butler and say, I'm going to be in D.C. And you can set up a tour. Yeah. Like that's something that Congress people do all of the time. Right. So you, I'm not. It, that's a big stretch. Yeah. And something that you should probably turn over to authorities and let yeah. them investigate it before going to the, the press and making that claim. Right. Because by the time it comes out. 
that, and this is what Donald Trump does, right? He makes the claim before investigators have the chance to do their job. And regardless of what the investigation finds, finds yeah. the damage is already done because it's out in the media sphere and the people that are going to eat it up have already, have already solidified, it's already solidified in their mind as fact. That is terrifying, dude. He just says shit. He does, but so are other people now. People, well, yeah, yeah. It, it, this is the this is the toxicity that you're talking about, and it leeches, and it becomes the norm, right? right. Other people are copying yeah. his tactics. And who yeah. is the who are the most Trump like people on the Democratic side? And it's Bernie Sanders and it's Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. They're just way smarter than Trump is. Yeah, but they still run off that populist message. What has Bernie said? Nothing right now. Why are you throwing Bernie in there? Because I, Bernie's a populist. Is he? Yes. Why? Look at all this stuff he promises. So? What about what Joe promised? Hmm? What about what Joe promises? Joe's not out there talking about free college. I mean, I mean I, he's talking about alleviating debt. Yeah, and that's a populist message. He, Joe's a populist. Hmm? Then Joe's a populist. He's using pop, some populist tactics, yeah. Why isn't Bernie just using some populist tactics? Because Bernie... Okay, I was not. Pre- I'm not prepared to have this this debate right That's now. That's why I want to have. I've it. been thinking. Uh, I've been <laughs> thinking about other things. But I, I haven't had any. I haven't thought about it either. So let's let's talk about it. Okay, you a little bit. Well, let me give me at least five minutes to get my. No, I can't have this talk. I yeah, can't have you this have debate to have right now. Talk. I can't have it's this. It's not de- a debate. I can't have this right now. It, but you just made the claim that he's a populist. Give me three reasons why. Three reasons why he's a yeah. populist. Um, his attack on the on the DNC primary system, okay, as corrupt. Why? Because he said that it was rigged against him, okay. and it wasn't. Because in in 2016, when he was running for the Democratic nomination, he wasn't. He didn't even register as a Democrat to begin with. So okay. generally, how the superdelegates work is you have so superdelegates outweigh a normal delegate in the Democratic primary system, and. Um, superdelegates are party members or members of state houses or other member of state legislatures or their state governors. They're, they're people who are part of the party and they're generally going to, ca- because they're, they're party members, they're establishment members, and they're generally going to cast their votes and they're, they're, they're not tied to their state's outcomes. Right. So they can cast their votes to whomever they want. And generally, if someone's a demo, if someone's a lifelong Democrat, they're not going to cast their vote to somebody who doesn't caucus with them. Right. Yes. Bernie Sanders will generally vote with the Democrats while he's on the Hill, but he's been an independent his entire career up until about 27 uh, midway through the Democratic primary process of 2016 is when he officially listed himself as a Democrat. Mm -hmm. So by the time um, by the time he realized that he was behind the game because he wasn't getting the superdelegates, he started blaming that this he started fueling this fire that was growing up amongst his base right. that the whole system was rigged against him that they, they were just sh- ushering in Hillary Clinton and he had this whole victimhood thing mm-hmm. well that's just it, it was it's not it's not rigged against him that those changes were made in 1972 so it wasn't like this is all just against Bernie Sanders but he fueled that fire of victimhood and then tried to was trying to undermine the system, dude. Just because you didn't understand how the system worked, can't you just can't go and then whine about it retroactively because you didn't because you didn't set yourself up to win within the game. Mm-hmm. Trying to burn down the system instead of working within the system is a something that a populist does. You don't need five minutes. Look at you, you're on fire right now. Okay, that's okay, but that's <laughs> only that's only one. So you made me give you three. Well, you gave me the the populist um, promises. I mean, it's been more than it's universal health care. It's a free college. It's and then trying to do that th- and then talking about how you can do that through un- through un uh, legislative means. It's it's these promises of like, if I get in there, I can do these things through executive action. Did he say that? I He's talked. He's talked about that with with certain um, certain health care laws. But okay. I, I don't, I don't okay. have I don't have enough evidence right, right. to back that up. Like I said, I don't have. It you was not prepared. given. Was not given adequate time to research this. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> third, um, third. Let me see. I don't have a third one. Right that's now. fine. That was good. That's okay. good. I know that if you had more time, you you'd freaking put me to sleep with all the reasons why he's a populist. <laughs> I just feel like he's he, the way he inter, the way he interacts with his with his with his hardcore base because his hardcore base are very very loyal. People. Do you follow him? 
No. You should. Okay. Yeah. I think he's a smart guy. He's way smarter than Donald Trump. Yeah. But I th- I think that in a lot of ways he's just the other side of the he's just the other side of the coin. I don't of think how, so. Of how Donald Trump. Uh, of how Donald of how Donald Trump views politics. Uh huh. I this whole outsider mantra coming up with the term uh, democratic socialist. Right. And then trying to not he's he purposefully doesn't try to define it. And he lets he lets he lets the message he lets whatever the messaging is and whatever is popular. I remember him. That. I specifically remember him going around and trying to define it. Okay, what is democratic socialism then? He, he, he kept saying that he meant he's a social democrat. Is what I kept seeing footage of him. But he at legitimately the time. called himself a socialist. And said, and then coined. He, he's the one who coined the term "democratic that, socialist," which is not a thing. We had an entire episode, episode eleven. <laughs> but then everyone goes around and says he's a socialist, and then he's trying to go through backtrack and define it as "I'm a social democrat." Now that's on him. Okay, but then he's not perpetuating the idea of he's a democratic socialist. He calls and himself just, that. But I'm saying he's not letting, like you suggest, just let it out there and let anyone else define it as seen fit. He did go through and say, no, I'm, I'm what I'm saying is I'm a social Democrat. I remember him doing that. I've never heard himself call himself a social Democrat. I'll, f- I'll find it. Okay, if you video. can find it, please I'll send, send it to it. me. <laughs> I love this. I love this so much. Cause there's a massive difference between like, Socialist and social democrat. I think you should follow him. Follow him? Yeah. No, nah, that's bad for my brand, bro. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to follow him on too. You mean then? All right. That's fine. Do it. I'll follow him on Twitter or whatever. I got um, to lose. Not even Twitter, but like he does post a lot of videos. A lot of them are anti Trump, but it just doesn't. I think that what you're saying in the extremities are not the extremities that I see from him. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Sure. What? <laughs> He's definitely more establishment than he was in 2016. He's definitely playing ball right now. Right, 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 right. Um, and I'm I'm happy he didn't. I'm happy he didn't uh, burn the whole. He didn't burn the bridge between him and Biden because he didn't get a cabinet position. Uh, I think I think I think like we said last week, it makes sense that he he wouldn't with senators not losing seats. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's Vermont, and they would appoint. Uh, okay. Like he, yeah. they're not going to lose that seat in Vermont to a Republican. Okay, I think that yeah, fair. So he really wanted that secretary of uh, the Treasury, Treasury, yeah, um, position. And there was, I think, if if I giving him that, like, I'll give him this. He probably looked and was like, "There's no chance, and there's no snowball chance in hell that." that confirmation is going to get through Mitch McConnell's Senate. no way. (laughs) And that was like Joe Biden made his announcements before the Georgia runoffs for Mm. who that that secretary was going to be. So my guess is that uh, Bernie understood that he wasn't going to ask Biden to burn the political capital to get that nomination through uh, with Mitch McConnell because – even though it's a 50-50 split right now, there's yeah. still going to be a lot of uh, negotiation and a lot of compromise mm-hmm. between Mitch McConnell and Joe Biden. Right. And I don't think that that is a necessarily good way to use political capital is to get Bernie Sanders right. in that cabinet position. So I'm glad that Bernie yeah. didn't. I'll give him credit for that. It's it, He did not burn the relationship like I thought he might for not mm-hmm. getting that cabinet position. And, you know, the... The, the whole thought here was is like, you know, that uh, Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar were going to get high end uh, right. positions in the administration because they endorsed Biden and dropped out before Super Tuesday. And Klobuchar didn't right. get anything. But I think that's as we talked about, she's Minnesota is a swing state. Right. And you don't want to take a chance on losing that seat. And then um, Buttigieg got transportation secretary, which. I don't know how much that's not a high profile position. I work in the transportation industry. Mm -hmm. So he can do a lot of good. I just don't know how just seeing the people who he's put in his cabinet and the it's shady, dude, not Biden Trump. Who's who's transportation secretary? It was um, 
It was McConnell's wife. <sighs> but she just stepped down, so there's an acting one currently. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure she's got like businesses and time. Yeah. Dude. Hold on. Isn't she sorry. Do the beat song. The beat song? <laughs> what does she do? She's a millionaire, isn't she? How? Uh, Why? I'm pretty sure she worked for like Goldman Sachs. Are you at sure? some point. I don't know. Who's Mitch McConnell's wife? Uh, Mitch McConnell's wife. Because she was transportation secretary. Pause. All right. We found some info on her. All right. Give me the deets. Uh, she was the labor secretary for Bush, mm-hmm. which well, I thought I was interesting. did not know that. Um, but yeah, somebody was saying something about her. Uh, her father founded the Foremost Group, which eventually became a major shipping corporation. Mm. Um. And and like you said off air, that's not a conflict of interest. But but what I there's just there's just things, dude, where like a major corporation that I know of gets a major government bailout, and then you look at like who is on the COVID relief groups, mm-hmm. and it's these people who are getting bailouts. Oh, you look at everybody who's on the the transportation. Mm-hmm covid relief uh uh team and one of the top names on that list gets a seven million seven billion dollar bailout or whatever it was so you're just seeing this all the time mm-hmm. uh, all these corporations that are how do these people get these positions in the covid relief bail in the covid relief team right mm-hmm. and now they're just getting these government bailouts to me i'm just like mm. and then you can make the argument a small business and it's all conspiracy, dude. Mm. Well, there is a <laughs> mass. I mean, there is a really a there's a problem with the marriage between uh, yeah. private business and politicians. Yeah. Trump's not wrong when he pointed that out. Right. It's just he's the worst at it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was part. He was the major part of the problem and he w- made it worse. But he wasn't wrong for pointing it out. Hey, how about uh Kushner and uh, Ivanka being MIA. Yeah, I guess I haven't seen them in a while. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, I don't. Do you think on his last day in office he's just going to blanket pardon everybody? Just like even the even the people who, uh, like all the people who've been arrested, everybody's been involved in the Capitol riot, riots. He could just give a blatant blatant pardon to. Dude, that would be disgusting. He might just burn the whole fucking thing down on his way out. I didn't even think about that, dude. Wow. I mean, we need to talk about pardons. Does he take a? Do we take an entire new look at pardoning if if that happens? And we were talking about that just on another episode, right? Yeah. Like, what is, yeah. Like, we have to look at pardoning power. I mean, if that happens, dude. I mean, there's already the question of can he pardon himself? And, I mean, you would assume he can. What's he going to pardon himself from? Uh, liability. I mean, f- sedition, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, insurrection. <laughs> I. Working with Russia, the PP tape. I don't. I mean, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. Everything. All of it. He just gives a list of everything we've known he's done, and just says, "I'm pardoning myself for these for these things." Uh, but the the. I mean, this is one of those things, right? That the the founders knew they did, couldn't have all the answers, right? And so they wrote this as a vague power of the executive, knowing that through the other checks and balances, the legislative, legislative branch, and the judicial branch, is that this would limitations on these these kind of powers would would come about in the right way. Mm-hmm. No, what with the assumption that the people who are going to, with the assumption that people that people who would be elected president hold themselves up to a certain stature and wouldn't do these kinds of things. Right. Whether they did or not, it's just this guy did it so in the open that we all know about it. And I I guess, yeah, I I think this has got to, this is, this has got to prompt you. This has got to prompt Congress to do something to limit pardoning powers. Yeah. Like you just, at this point, like they've got to define something. Maybe like three wishes. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, the president, I mean, can the president pardon? The president cannot pardon uh, for state offenses. Um, so if there's okay. any violations of the uh, state law, 
uh, or their state, anything that's going on at the state level, he cannot pardon for it. It's anything that's a federal crime. Mm. So a lot of the tax fraud stuff that are that the Southern District of New York that are would be in violation of state law, oh. uh, he could still be he could still be found guilty in the state of New York for Eek. certain things. Yeah, um, but any he could definitely he could uh, um, he he could pardon himself for anything that he's done federally. Uh, the one that they're I guess some of his aides are telling him that to not pardon himself for any of the for inciting the, uh, the capital right. riots because that would that would give that would assume an guilt acknowledgement yeah. of guilt that would then open him up to civil suits for damage because he wouldn't be like he wouldn't be able to um, pardon himself from like someone could still people could file civil civil suits against him. Um, could file civil suits against him for damages done. Hmm. So if someone was injured, right, in that they could sue him for damages if he pardons himself. If he pardoned, him, it it would it would that would allow that would open the door for right. more likely civil suits. Wow, dude! And there's nothing that guy cares more about money. Yeah. So is it okay? So what's going on with Giuliani? Uh, the president is uh, not paying him. Wow, he's just not going to pay his the 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 legal fees that it, it, that Giuliani uh, put put out to hold all these court cases flying around the country, mm-hmm. and then any expenses incurred, um, any expenses incurred, so travel, yeah. hotels, whatever else, all of that. So Giuliani basically went to him with this bill, and it's like this is for my time, the 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 court fees, mm-hmm. and then um, travel expenses, and Trump's like no. It's like, and then told his aides that he wants final approval and any money that goes that goes to Giuliani. Why? Because Giuliani didn't deliver, right? <laughs> he won. He won like oh for sixty, right? I mean, I wouldn't want to pay the guy either, but I mean, you knew it was a losing battle. Yeah, but that just that gives you an an inclusion in his mind. Either Trump is the like the biggest piece of shit grifter, right? Oh uh, yeah, which is most likely, <laughs> or that. Or Trump really does believe in his mind that those court cases should have been won, and if he had a better lawyer, they would have been won. I think there's probably an element of that. I mean, you look at his history and everything he's gotten away with, mm-hmm. and just how you know he just has always squished, squashed the the little guy, right? The yeah. the contractor screwing them out of money or whatever. He's always been able to win over on people like that. He thought he could do that at this level. Yeah, he thought he could. Well, he thought that since he's the president and the states being the little guys, he could squash the states. Yeah. Well, it didn't happen. You're not. <laughs> the government doesn't work like a business. No. He, he keeps saying that. He keeps referring to it as a business. And it's just like, I love it. Did you see his speech yesterday? Yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, it shows to me that the guy's scared shitless. Yeah. Why? Uh, because he... I mean, that sounded the most, that's the most presidential I think I've ever yes, heard him sound. I thought so too. He was on cue. Yeah. Like he was like, he was definitely reading off that teleprompter. Oh yeah. Word for word. And I think that Republic, I think Republicans have his balls and advice on the, on the Hill that it's you either, you play ball mm-hmm. and you make this thing, you settle this shit down that you started otherwise we will take action. Wow. Because McCarthy, even McCarthy yesterday, the the Senate, my, the House Minority Leader, who has been in his is against impeachment, has been, um, has been in the Trump, has been in the president's corner even after all of this, said yesterday that the president, uh, um, holds responsibility for the for the riots. Whoa! So even McCarthy saying that, how can you say that and then, then not vote for impeachment? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't understand that. They're, I think they're, uh, well, they're, they're bullshit excuses that it would further inflame. Uh, it would further divide the country. Is that a bullshit excuse? I think so. Why? Because we're all, we're all, what more? Like, how what, bad, how, how worse how, can it get? How much more divided can we get at this yeah. point? And two, um, are you, are you going to, are you going to tell me that rec, that reconciliation is going to be easier w- without acknowledgement of of wrongdoing or justice oh, being served. I get, that's a great point. That's a great point. More than just sweeping it under the rug because yeah. there's only seven days left. If if you go through the process and they find him guilty, mm-hmm. there's no argument in the court of law in the court of the nation. 
in the court of the people, mm-hmm. we have determined that he is guilty for the actions that happened. Yeah. But if you don't solve that, now what you're saying, I think, is that, that how isn't that more divisive without a solidified answer? Mm-hmm. Now you have a country arguing that it, he was and that he wasn't in the same sense that they're doing from the first impeachment. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah, I, I just I think that I, I I feel like you have to continue with this because if this isn't if this like these Republican senators need to ask themselves, what is the point of having an impeachment mechanism if you don't use it for this? Yeah. What else? What at, when use when would you else would you use it? Yeah. I, I don't understand. Like the dude tried to over the dude incited a riot mm-hmm. that led to the falling of our capital. Our capital fell. Yeah, it fell. We ch- <laughs> it fell. It fell into the hands of terrorists. Yeah, switch that with Muslims, and see how the see how the narrative is different. Right, right. Any people of color. Yeah, it's true. But the word associated with terrorists is mostly the word. Right. The word terrorist is mostly associated with Muslims. Antifa, and Antifa. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Okay. Flip it. Yeah. Anyway. Just I mean, to com- anyone to, but quote, who actually did to it. What communist? Like, yeah, these communists, are har- right? Com- yeah, communists or Muslims, right? It, you have a completely different reaction yeah. to this. Switch the censoring of conservatives with censoring of Muslims, and you're going to get a completely different uh, attitude from certain from most of those people. Talk to me about censoring conservatives. Well, apparently. Uh, <laughs> Conservatives are I being love you so much. are being censored. Yeah. And that is a major problem because the 74 million people who voted for Donald Trump just don't feel like they have agency in the in the uh, country anymore. Right. Sorry black people who uh <laughs> used their voice for the first time and and couldn't in the because Republicans couldn't get away with the level of voter suppression yeah. that they needed to reelect Donald Trump. Yes, sir. Sorry, your votes still don't matter. More than the minority of voters yeah. who voted for Donald Trump, because those people are the real victims. They are not the not the African Americans who voted in droves to have their voices heard for the first time, because they were sick of the shit that's been going on. Yeah, forever, all summer, they were told to to go through the legal challenges, to go through the legal process of making change, make your voice heard. Right? Legally. Don't riot. So what do they do? They show up and they vote and their voices are heard. Not only did they help usher in Joe Biden as president, they overwhelmingly showed up to vote in two senators in a historically red state. Yep. In a state that has never elected a a African-American senator before. They let the made their voices heard, but now they're being told that you oh, we need to we need to make we need to feel sorry for the minority. Yeah. Again, you're asking for those people to do to feel sorry for the 70 us the majority and then and most of the people who are in that majority mm-hmm. have been the the downtrodden and the suppressed for most of this country's history including right now. I mean all of this country's history. Right. Just to, to at different levels. We're supposed to now feel sorry for them at the 74 million because they feel like they don't have a a voice they do have a, <laughs> they do have a voice they use it to vote and they came out on the wrong side yeah i i i just have absolute i don't know where this mentality comes from other than privilege and entitlement of censorship of censorship okay because they're not being censored there's nothing that the government is doing to censor them not the government no private businesses making business decisions yeah not wanting these people on their platforms, not wanting Parler, which is a conservative cesspool. Sorry, I should probably use a, a better term. Um, but Parler is just—it's a shit show, right? It's not a poor, conservative. It's a it, whatever it is, right? What they call themselves conservative, yeah. Whatever they call it, it's a it's a QAnon Trump the real conspiracy rhinos. theorist, the real rhinos. Think did you? I'm guessing you did. You see my comment? Uh uh-uh. uh Oh, anyway, never mind. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, I thought that's what you were referencing. No, people keep calling like Jamie a rhino. A rhino, yeah. And I and I. I oh, called, was that was that what it was? Yeah, and I made a comment. Oh, about that. that's so yeah. funny. I was just yeah. using that as an example. No, I got into it with a guy who's a Trump a Trumpy um at uh. And he was just like, they're censoring us. They're censoring us. They're censoring us. And and he's like, it's a violation of the First Amendment. And you know how much I love 
the First Amendment. Mm-hmm. I'm 1A, baby. 1A, 1A. <laughs> <laughs> so I just started popping off on why it's their business's right to do so. Just you, I literally watched this man just drink in front of me and left the conversation like, well, all right. I wasn't wrong. No, you're not wrong. Because and, and I could see him just just crumbling. Yeah, I, the, the <laughs> concept behind freedom of speech in the First Amendment is to protect individuals, both to protect a person, both as an individual and the collective society from government intrusion mm-hmm. and punishment for exercising freedom of speech. And there's nothing in... there's. We uphold private business uh, to be able to in private property to be able to, businesses on private property, individuals or businesses to operate within their private spheres. Almost it really unchecked in a lot of ways, especially as it regards to making their own decisions. Mm-hmm. And those companies for either deciding that having uh, the, this style of messaging on their platforms in their private space is either against their moral standards, which you could say is against their economic self-interests. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I, there was somebody in that group chat showed that they've lost like $51 million. Okay, fine. If that's what they lost, that's what they lost. Or they made it, or they feel like they made an economic decision that having that the backlash incurred from continuing to, to support that messaging would be, would far outweigh removing those. Mm-hmm. So, Either way, whether it's 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 a um, it, it was like a moral it's a, it was a moral decision or it was an economic decision. Either way, the government gives those businesses latitude to make those decisions. And the free market will either allow those companies to stay afloat or to crumble. But those were decisions made by the businesses. That is one hundred percent the way this country is structured through capitalism is to allow those companies the latitude and the freedom to make those business decisions. If you're telling me that the government should step in and tell those companies what they can and cannot have in their space, then that is 100%. Then you're talking about socialism, which is, oh my God, right? That is, that's the, that's a word you cannot say. That's the, that's bad. I don't understand how these people don't see that. Like you can point it out to the to these people who are claiming censorship over and over and over again that there's a massive difference between um between a private company removing a profile and the government removing somebody's freedom of speech. Right. It's it's completely different and no and it's not surprising that Trump's ignorance of the system is so f- backwards that he's got a, that he completely doesn't even understand the 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 concept of freedom of speech as defined in the first amendment because him telling a private company how that how they what kind of messaging they need to carry on their platforms is a violation of that company's freedom of speech yeah what he's arguing for is a violation of freedom of speech not the other way around right it's not a violation of the freedom of speech if you tell somebody that you're going to bang their mom and they punch you in the face Mm-mm. They're not violating your freedom of speech. There's consequences in the real world for what you say. Yes. And in this sphere of the real world, replace that I'm going to bang your mom with Twitter and the vitriol and the gross, disgusting things that people say and Twitter bapping you in the face and mm-hmm. saying, you can't say that. Yeah. It's not the government saying it. Mm-hmm. It's literally the consequences to your actions yeah. administered by another person mm-hmm. or in this case a business. Yeah. Yeah. Now devil's advocate though this is something I've been thinking about okay. is because I texted you this I'm like I can't take this guy fill in the blank because and then I'm also really disappointed in Trump supporters because the um the the counter argument to what were the argument that you and I are both making right here yeah. is actually pretty like is a good discussion to have is right. So th- I've heard people say, well, parlor should, if parlor wants to complain about not being able to be supported on Amazon servers, they should just go get their own servers. Well, that's really expensive. So you can say that the entrance into the social media market is so limited that it's created an oligopoly and those, and yes. those companies, Google, Facebook, Amazon, all like the, the big tech, right? Yes. It's so hard to even, you can't compete like, right. right the, the entrance, 
there's no barriers to entrance other than money, but nobody has that kind of capital to be able to actually be able to compete on that market long term. Okay. To have the to be able to have the the access to the server, the the strength of servers that would be required to to hold up a social media account at the level of Facebook, that's going to be incredibly expensive. And so you could say that uh, in a way, um, there these 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 companies, yes, they're they're private companies acting in their own business self interests, but because they because the li- the limited access to the market, it is in a way it is censoring. It maybe it's not. There's not a legal challenge. There's not a, a actual legal challenge to censorship, but it's room for the government to maybe b- enter and start breaking up the monop- the monopolistic practices that these companies have in that sphere. Because you can't. I feel like there's a legitimate argument that there is a there is monopolistic practices going on with with big tech. Absolutely. And that is a conversation to definitely have. I feel like they're the new fat cats of the of the Gilded Age. The big some of the uh, Amazon, Google, Facebook, uh, Twitter. These guys are these these are untouchable, and the, nobody there's really no entrance in the market to give conservatives a platform, even if they wanted it, because there's there isn't the capital there for it. Right? Oh. They're getting completely removed from all of these, not conser- I mean, conservatives or whoever these people call themselves. There really isn't a way for them to create their own space because the entrance into that market is so difficult. Okay. Yes, I agree. I totally see this as all, all, what is it? Monopoly or monopoly oligopoly. Oligopoly. There you go. Um, and, and, and I totally get that argument and I see that. And that's a different conversation, obviously than freedom of speech. There is a, a a consolidated power between a certain, Mm -hmm. You know, group of 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 um, but it can relate. There, it can relate to some in violation of someone's civil rights, right? Because I we're, we Ooh. you can you can you can relate this back to, um, uh, you know, if you have um. Now the question is: Is does someone's political ideology equate to race? And I don't even want to get there. <laughs> but if you're think about it like this, right? Yeah. If every, um. If you have, right, you can't, you can't deny someone entrant. You can't deny service to someone based on race, right? Right. right. So that that's that's illegal. But say you live in, you're a black person. You live in a town in the south, and mm-hmm. every single, um, and every every single comp every every single business mm-hmm. isn't ser- isn't serving you. Yeah. Right. Or okay. Say so say it's not illegal to have. Okay, I gotta restart. Okay, say it's not <laughs> say it say it's not illegal to deny someone service based on the color of their skin. Okay, right, and you're just gonna let the free market decide how all of this like all this is gonna work out, right? If they're not gonna serve if they're not gonna serve African Americans or people of color, that eventually the free market will will not allow them to survive. Because they're going to be losing businesses and people will, will reject them because of their because their messaging. But what happens if you live in a town in the south and every single every single restaurant isn't serving black people? They're mm-hmm. not they're that that con- that natural competition that the free market would be able to weed out those kind of practices isn't going to take an effect because everybody else is using that same practices. Right. Right. So if you're if you, you know we you take that same concept and you apply it to. Um, to big to big tech in yeah. the social media sphere, what happens when every single player in that market is not allowing that kind of messaging on their platforms? Mm-hmm. What avenue do what avenue do quote conservatives have? I don't. I think that's, I think that's a poor argument. Okay. I know you're playing devil's advocate. Yeah. But I think it's a poor argument because you're quoting conservatives, right? There's a place on these platforms for conservatives. There's not a place on this platform for hate and and the things that are censored by these businesses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's the mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not that you have conservative ideas. If you're going to talk about fiscal spending of the federal government, Facebook is not going <laughs> to censor you. I know. 
<laughs> I know. I, I I know. I just I know what you're doing. You're playing devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. I totally. Get, mm-hmm. I think. I think the looking at the big tech that there's an issue there, yeah. right? And the power and the control mm-hmm. that they have, but they're claiming censorship, and it's like, yeah, dude, they're they're kind of trying to squash racism and xenophobia and just like homophobic just mm-hmm. all these gross things yeah they're gonna they're gonna want that off their platform in the sense of like hey if you come to facebook you can have or you can come to twitter and i i've heard what's his name from twitter ceo talk on joe rogan about this like he they like the idea of of having a space where people from different with different ideas can engage and change each other's minds on a platform like twitter right but if you're calling people's names, if you're saying you hate them because of their race or religion or creed or whatever, that's not constructive to changing anybody or having those conversations. So they have an interest in 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 creating a space where people feel safe. And I don't mean that in the safe space kind of sense, but nobody's going to use a product where they don't feel safe. And I and I refer to Parler when I when I talk about that because if if you and I were to go and sign up for Parler and genu- and genuinely try to make policy arguments or posts about I love Donald Trump, but here's the reason why I'm 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 not agreeing with this movement. It's an unregistered or, or, or unregulated platform as far as what people say. People are gonna say some nasty shit to you. You're not gonna want to stay. Because it isn't a space for, it's a space that breeds the toxicity. Mm-hmm. It's not a space that breeds discourse. Sure. And I think Facebook and Twitter and maybe even Instagram, those places do as long as it's civil mm-hmm. discourse. Yeah, but I think Parler would come back and say, well, then the, only the people who want that kind of dialogue are going to stay in for him, it was successful, but Amazon was the one that chose to not have them well, on the their servers, servers. Right. And uh, Apple and Microsoft both removed the apps, right? Mm-hmm. So I I guess I'd, I'd, I'm not really, f- I guess I'm not fully following. I mean, I get, I understand the point you're making. Right. But, um, it wasn't because of lack of usership that Parler got shut okay, down. Okay, right. So another thing that I wrote down was so if they want if they want to be able to fund this, make it a pay to uh, a pay to play. Mm. Okay. Right? Yeah. And those people who want to defend their freedom of speech will pay to use that. Now you have capital, now you have money to pay for servers. Mm-hmm. If you want to, it sucks that you have to do that, but it's a free market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I oh, yeah, I, I yeah, completely agree with you. That's, a, that's but a but but what you're saying yeah. as far as Amazon having the control and these these large companies having control to just cut them out. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. But in this free market of which they're allowed to do that, and you're relying on them, mm-hmm. if you're going to start a business, yeah. rely on yourself. Yeah, I'm projecting a bit because I have been on this train that uh, social media has a cross to bear when it comes to, has some responsibility. I mean, we've uh, talked about this with, a bunch with uh, with how much different disinformation has been spread on their right. platforms. And you and I disagree on what the role of government is in that. So I guess I'm, I was projecting a little bit with, with uh, my counterpoint there. Mm-hmm. And not that I, I don't believe in any way that political ideology is, is can equate to, uh, can equate to disenfranchisement of people of color. Right. I'm not, I, right. I don't believe, I just want to say that I don't believe that <laughs> right. I'm just trying to, I was trying to make, a bad parallel right for devil's advocate's sake uh but anyway um with with that is to further your point Mm -hmm. what else could what else if we had if this had been a terrorist if this had been a terrorist attack perpetrated by um people of of the muslim faith Mm -hmm. right and instead of chanting "Make America Great Again," they were chanting "Allah Akbar" mm-hmm. as they took over our capital, mm-hmm. which is the biggest thing that everyone like. ISIS is coming to to raid everybody, right? right. They're coming for your sons and your daughters and mm-hmm. your dogs. And what happened? 
and it was found that those plans were made in the open on social on the social media sphere, both on Facebook, Parler, and those companies didn't then take action to shut down that planning. That planning, mm-hmm. right? Didn't make it more difficult. Didn't allow it to happen in the open. Like, just shut it down, right? right? If Amazon allowed that sphere to still exist on their servers mm-hmm. after that happened, we would have crucify those companies, right? But the only difference here is that they were white, right? So now it's a violation of the freedom of freedom of speech, right? You're all fine with the passing of the Patriot Act, which yes. limited. Which limited Americans' <laughs> ability, like li- limited privacy yeah. of Americans. Yeah, you were Gave, fine with you were fine with that because it was perpetrated by brown people. Limited it to the government to now spy on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're fine with the Patriot. You're fine with the Patriot Act. Yeah, as long as it because you didn't because what what prompted the Patriot Act was a was a terrorist attack. By brown people, right, in a faith in, in a faith that you demonize, right, that you feel is radicalized, right. right. When at the best estimate, only five percent of 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 Muslims are radicalized to the point of committing a terrorist attack. I wonder how many Christians are radicalized. Well, sixty-four <laughs> percent of Republicans believe that Congress should have uh, overturned the election. Oh, so if that gives you any sort of indication. <laughs> Right. Well, is that based in faith? I think a lot of it's based in faith. Okay. I I don't know. I don't I don't have that all those numbers, but I would I would How do they define radicalized? Well, for that study, it was um would would um art would either be complicit in or um perpetrate a terrorist attack. Interesting. Ask that question. To Trump supporters, thirty percent of thirty percent of Republicans um, felt that the Capitol riots were justified. Are you kidding me? According to an uh, Economist YouGov poll. So you tell me, who's more radical? Yeah, five percent of a billion population, right? Uh, religious group. Mm-hmm. Or thirty percent of a party in the United States. Yeah. Holy crap, dude! The only difference, in my opinion, yeah, is that the fact that we live in a rule. We live in a we live in a country of law and order, and you can't just you, you can't just leave you can't just leave pipe bombs everywhere. Oh wait, they did that too. Yeah. They put pipe bombs in the RNC and DNC headquarters in Washington, D.C. Yeah. What is the difference at this point? What is the difference? There isn't one. No. There isn't. No. Look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. You are the people you fear. Yeah. Oh, that's powerful. See you guys next week. See ya.